Finding the Goddess, a podcast with me, Natasha Ince. I invite you to come on a journey alongside me where this season I will be speaking to some incredible, inspiring female photographers who will show us their passions and talk about subjects they usually wouldn't to help educate and better you, my amazing listeners. It's time to find the goddess inside of you. Are you ready? So today I have someone here to talk to me who constantly makes me smile. Her posts on social media lift me up when you're having a down day and she has the ability to make you smile, laugh or even cry. She makes you appreciate those little things in life and enables you to see the beauty in the world that's right in front of your eyes. She doesn't realize how much admiration I have for her and I know so many others do as well. This woman is courageous and brave. She is someone who is changing the world with her art. She has the talent to make you think about your own life through the images she captures of her own. So without further ado, welcome to the honestly incredible Caramel. Thank you for having me. Did you enjoy that introduction? That was amazing. I liked that. I'd like to hear it again. <laughs> well, you can always uh, press repeat. Press repeat. So, um, honestly, I'm so happy to have you here. So, can you just tell people a bit about yourself? Like, where are you from? How you started photography? But before that, how are you? I'm really good. Um, you? Yeah, I'm glad that the kids have gone back to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I absolutely loved having them home, but I absolutely could not stand any of the remote schoolwork. It was impossible, impossible to do with a baby as well. So I'm missing them, but um, yeah, it's nice to get some back to some normality uh, with them at school and hopefully try and do a bit of work because I find it, again, equally impossible to do anything with three kids at home. Oh, yeah, it's it's really, really difficult, isn't it? Like, the whole thing is hard. Um, I just can't juggle it. No, I think that that's the thing, isn't it? Like, so many people just can't really find that work-life balance and in a normal time, and now we're in a pandemic and we're, like, being told to be teachers and nurses and um, mothers and businesswomen and, like, we just can't do it all. It's really, really difficult. So hard. It's really, really hard. Um, so, yeah, so just tell me a bit about yourself because you are, um, I would call you a storyteller. Like, I think some people would call you a documentary photographer or a lifestyle photographer, you know, all those kind of things. But when I look at your work, I just see storytelling. Well, yeah, I, I, like, I really like that term storytelling because I think that lots of my images do convey stories. And even though they are personal stories to me, I think that they're stories which lots of people can relate to as well. When I first started, uh, which was in late 2017, I kind of just stumbled in it by accident. I, I, I bought my camera. I wasn't prepared or even really ready to start a business. And then I just fell into making pictures and one thing led to another and I found the whole documentary family genre and really just immersed myself in it and became absolutely in love with making real honest images of my family which then transitioned into clients as well. I haven't photographed like a lot of people clients for a while um, 
but it's I do it exactly the same as I would my family. So there's no difference. How I photograph my family is exactly the same as how I photograph uh, the clients that, that come to me. I absolutely love that. Absolutely love it. I just honestly, like I can just look at your work and you just you almost have like the ability to pull out emotions from people like they probably didn't even know that they had and it's just it's such a special thing to be able to do um and like so many of us like keep our emotions so tightly you know boxed up inside of us and you know we're so afraid to admit when we're feeling upset and emotional and things like that because we think that especially how the world is we live in such a man's world that we're afraid to show people how we feel because we don't want to ever come across weak but actually I feel like um strong women show their vulnerability and I think that you do that so amazingly well through your images and like your self-portraits as well are just absolutely incredible so yeah so it all just kind of stemmed from photographing your own kids then didn't it like how, when did you do your first client like how did that come um, about so my first client was early 2018 so it wasn't very long uh in a nutshell what happened was is that my first ever, ever client was actually a birth. Yeah. I had um, a, I had a friend. She is a friend now, but she wasn't so much of a friend then. Um, and actually, no, she was. She was a friend. But I think the birth really cemented our relationship even more. And yeah. I photographed her birth. That was really the first big shoot I ever, I ever took on. And then I started to then take on little... Um, like I, I would call them maybe like a mini shoot to sort of like find my feet on working with families. Um, but that was 2018. But what happened was for me is I fell pregnant with my third in 2019. So I essentially have only been photographing clients really for a year. Oh, wow. Because so... I never re- I didn't photograph anybody in 2019. So I was too poorly. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So it's really only been a year, maybe a year and three months that I've kind of been working with clients. So it's it's not really been that long. It's just amazing what you do. Like, honestly, like everything that you do, I'm just always like gobsmacked at it. Like how you can take just like a normal road with cars parked on it and stick your kids <laughs> on the pavement and make it look like something out of a film or something out of... I don't know, like a storybook, like you kind of make me feel like we're making history. Like, you know, like when I do a wedding, for example, like I always think, God, those cars are in the background. They're going to look really shit. But when I look at stuff that you do, I think, oh, no, I should have those cars in the background because one day they'll look back at that and those cars will be old fashioned, you know, like yeah. I just you have the ability to do that. And that is something that I so <laughs> rarely see. It's just absolutely incredible. I think part of it is um, time. So if I'm photographing my family, I've got all the time in the world because obviously I'm here 24-7 with them. And I'm able to take my time. And if there's a picture in mind, I'm able to sit on it and wait for it to happen. And kind of the same kind of thing with clients in the sense that I don't shoot for any shorter than four hours Mm -hmm. with a client. Six hours is great any longer is amazing because it gives you that time again to really slow down and to really watch the scene and to watch the emotion and to make sure that you fit in with the family and then that's when things kind of come together because they're relaxed you're relaxed 
and you're able to um, really concentrate. Once all them barriers are down, you're really able to concentrate on like composition and layering because I think that once when you go in into a session and just say you've only you only shrink for an hour, it's so hard to get everyone to be relaxed, to get the kind of emotions that you want. So by shooting a long time, for me, it's key because everything then just fits into place. Yeah, I love that. I love that you take so much time with your clients. And I think that that's something um, really important to do in any session. Um, I, I talk to my students a lot about, um, you know, making sure that person feels like they're the only person in the world and you shoot them, for example, like they're the only people that matter. And even yeah. though I could probably do a session in half an hour, like I could do a full 15 image gallery of one lady by herself in about half an hour, 40 minutes, because I know exactly where the light needs to be. I know exactly how to pose them. So in theory, I could really spend like very little time with people, but I end mm. up, you know, stroking their hair or like, you know, like pretending that I'm doing these details and asking them how they are and asking what they're doing a bit like therapy so they get the time with me and I think it's just so important that they you know they can kind of feel like they're in a safe environment and then they can come out of their shell and they can be confident like if I want to do a shoot you know to make it so efficient and so productive and make it so fast and fast-paced actually what I'm doing is I'm not giving them time to you know have their confidence come out and warm to me things like that that's why it's hard to do mini shoots because you know they're in and out and you don't really ever get to see their personalities or like how they truly feel so I just love that you say that you don't spend any less than four hours with a client like I just think that's that's incredible and it, it you just almost take so much care and attention to that you know to those clients which is just brilliant and I think as well I'm I am my ideal client so yeah for definitely. me the people who book me are my people anyway and spending any less together wouldn't feel right because I want to get over the children I kind of becoming obsessed with the camera and I want to make sure that mum and dad have got to that point where they can't put on a front anymore because yeah, once yeah. all that's taken away and then you just fit within the family everything becomes much more easier um I should probably in 2018, I probably was, well, I would class myself that I was fully booked that year. Um, I only take on an absolute maximum of two clients a month, which isn't doesn't seem a lot. But if you're spending between four and six hours with each client, it's a, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of emotional um, work as well, because you're fully invested in that family. So to come away from that, I've got I don't overshoot. I must admit, I'm not an overshooter. So I haven't got thousands and thousands of whole hundreds and hundreds of pictures to go through, but it's coming away from someone else's life as well. And it's depending on what sort of family and the situation that it's been, it can be quite emotionally heavy. So there's no way that I could probably do like two clients a week and shoot yeah, that many yeah. hours. Definitely. I just couldn't do it. Because um, you have to completely invest yourself into it, don't you? And yeah, I think that 100%. when you take it on, you're like, you know what? I'm going to invest myself. I'm going to make sure that I spend lots of time with these people. I want to get to know them. And you're almost, you know, creating a friendship with them as well, I suppose, aren't you? Yeah. And I think because my work is really intimate um, with the clients, intimate in the sense of how I am with them, how they're with me, but also intimate into the in the sense of, the final work and the final pictures yeah lots of my, lots of my imagery um has levels of nudity from all family members um 
tears and emotion, real faces, maybe not makeup, uh, maybe hair not done. So to get that level of trust as well, it takes time. I'm not able just to go straight in, straight away, get the camera out and photograph. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, no, Uh, it's just amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, because of how you shoot your clients, do you ever feel like you get so emotionally involved with their stories? It's kind of hard to separate that friendship with the business side because you end up just loving every piece of them and then almost being a part of their family because they've entrusted you and they brought you into their home. And like, how do you deal with that? It's quite difficult. I think like quite a few people that I photographed have gone on to make friends with as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's just, I don't know, when someone invites you into their home and they're so vulnerable and honest with you, it's a privilege and it's a massive honour. Definitely. It's it's a really lovely situation to be in. Um, But for me, it's quite scary at the moment because I've had such a long time out. I know that everybody I know that everybody's had a long time out but my maternity leave finished um this week last year so I was due to go back to work on the 23rd of March last year and obviously we had just been put into lockdown so it's been it's been a really strange couple of years with a really bad really bad pregnancy and and Covid and it has given me time to think about um where I want to go with my professional practice as an artist and and what I want to photograph and my 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 goal for for 2021 and going into 2022 would be to be working more within my local community oh yeah yeah I really want to work with communities I really want to work on social history and social documentary and I want to make work which is maybe a little bit bigger than the family market in the sense that reaches a little bit more people and I've got some I've got some I have got some work set up for the 12th of April when everyone's I can't wait I'm so excited (laughs) I am so excited to get back to work and I can't really say anything at the moment it's top secret the work but I am so excited it's just what I want to do it's working with Arts Council funding it's working with with groups of women and it's going to be really really exciting it's going to it's going to be really empowering I think for me and for them because it's still keeping exactly the same ethos of and what I practice what I preach it's going to be about honesty it's going to be about the real you it's going to be making sure that you make sure that we are photographing the face that everyone loves in your family and the face that you see in the mirror God, it sounds so exciting yeah, I'm really so excited. excited. You're, you're building so much suspense here. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm just really excited. I think to get back to work and actually oh, yeah. meet people and see people and photograph other people again. It just seems like it's been such a long time. Yeah, it feels like um, it's been forever. Like it forever, feels like ever. it's just so long. Um, but it's I good. feel like I'm... you've been around for years and years and years. Like I know that no. you haven't, but like when no. you look at your work, it's like, oh yeah, she's been doing this forever. Like she's had a camera forever. <laughs> nice. And I ended up um, buying my camera on, well, on a complete, it was a fluke really. So um, it would have been the summer of 2017. I ended up doing a house clearance. Wow. And um, my husband's uncle messaged me and said, um, someone's passed away. There's loads and loads of vintage clothes and 
junk and do I want to come and clear it out? And I was like, yes, 100%. At that point, I was not doing really anything creative at all because Tobes is that my son had just gone to school. So I was kind of like in an in-between mode. So so I ended up doing this house clearance and falling in love with this lady that I cleared her house for. And I went through all of her stuff and I ended up filling the car and brought nearly all of her belongings home. And once I started to go through them, I found out that she was a photographic apprentice and she worked in my local city in a photo lab. And it was just amazing going through these hundreds and hundreds of photographs that she had taken. She had taken hundreds of self-portraits and loads of her family throughout the years. But she never went on to have a family herself. So I found that really, really hard. to sort of see that this woman who never had her own family but was obsessed with photographing like the family and the outer circles of her own family and herself. The house clearance people didn't want any money. They didn't want the people who owned it. They didn't want any money for anything that I took out of the house. It's yours. Whatever you take, it's yours. I know. I think they just wanted me to clear it. You feel good, don't you? Like sometimes. Sometimes it just like you need like a weight off your shoulders. So maybe that's how they felt. They just wanted to clear That's exactly how they felt and I ended up um, selling it all and I made £20 short of the price of my camera. Oh wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so I ended up that week going to uh, London Camera Exchange in my local town centre and then I bought the camera. So if it wasn't for that house clearance, I I wouldn't have had the money at that time to have bought the camera. But it was just a really lovely feeling that the money that I made from selling things from her home as someone who worked in the photography industry ended up paying for my camera which then led on to me photographing others just felt really like a full circle in a way and it felt Uh, really lovely and that would have been that would have been the late summer of 2017 it didn't mean to happen like that at all it just fell in I don't know. I don't even know how it happened. I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I mean, even taking inspiration from the things that you had and you sold, like, you know, someone's someone's lived that life. You know, someone's had those objects in their hands. They've they've meant something to somebody. And I'm sure that that was maybe something that made you feel um, like you could, you know, like use those kind of emotions that you had in your hands if that makes sense, that like you literally had somebody's life in your hands that, you know, enabled 100%. you to buy the camera, you know, like all yeah. these like different things, like these yeah. antiques almost like, you know, when you go into like a house, like we're selling our house at the moment, buy another one, you go into someone's house and you can feel the energy, like people's mm-hmm. energy is really, you know, bounce off the walls that they lived in or the objects that they held or the, the beds that they slept in, like, you know, you can feel the energy and if it was loved or, you know, if there was fights going on. And I'm sure that like holding those things in your hands like that, I'm sure that that must have inspired you somehow as well. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, when I say that she had a lot of photos, she had boxes and boxes and boxes. And I've still got all of them. I couldn't get rid of them. I kept them all. Um, And I still look at them now and I still feel like it was almost like that was like the the model for for where I wanted to go. She was a real documentary 
honest photographer um, who really worked, did a lot of self-portraits as well, which I absolutely love as an artist doing myself and looking at. So I still, I've still got those images and I've kept them and I can never get rid of them. They sit alongside my personal family albums um, because it just feels really important to keep hold of them. And it also makes you realize that when everything's gone and when everyone's gone and we're gone, photos are the things which are going to last. Yeah, they're the and only things that you have left in your life. They're like the last tangible visual evidence that we were here and I know that when I found those pictures I was able to put a face to the house and a face to the yeah. objects and that's a really powerful thing when you can see someone's face and yeah. I kind of feel like with my photographs that I make of my family I don't want to fall into that trap of not printing my work and I don't want to fall behind on making the photographs that I take into actual photographs because I always say yeah, that definitely photograph isn't a photograph until it's printed yeah it's just a file if you don't print it and it sits on a hard drive it is just a file so you've, oh, yeah, got, to print, you've got to print it so every single every single photo that I have taken since I've started is printed yeah I think there's nothing better than seeing photos in print like I always just use like cheap printers as well you know just to like you yeah. know just like free prints or something just to print off the photos on my phone or you know just have the kids who like went to Barmouth I'll like print that i like we'll go this place like we'll print that or like you know Jack's from naught to three months like all the random photos on my phone like I'll just print yeah. them in a little book and it just it's there and it's in the drawer and I might not look at it very often but they're there you know and one and that's day really like, their kids will find it you know that's that's why because I remember like as a kid like I'd sit there with my mom and dad and my mom would bring all the photos out and we'd have a look at all the things that we had and um they they almost like rejig your memory as well so like you see a photo and then suddenly you see the whole day that you spent with them or you you watch a little film that's like two minutes but actually it brings back all these memories flooding back into your mind and then you can relive those moments over and over again that's why photographs are just so important that's why they are essential to our lives no and I think people don't realize until maybe a moment has passed or you're in that moment that how important to have it visually documented is um, with my pregnancy with with Nelly, um, I was I was so so poorly with her, um, but I photographed almost every day throughout that. Uh, I I made countless self portraits. I documented myself in hospital with her. I documented myself at home sick with pregnant with her. My I didn't really overly photograph my immediate family's reaction to me poorly because that felt. That felt too much in a way, but Definitely, I, yeah, I never a bit sad to look back. I, I kind of didn't have I kind of didn't have the energy either. And I said at the time, like my son would ask me, like, Mom, you're really sick. Well, you're still photographing. Maybe you should stop. But for me, it was a way that I could communicate visually with how I was feeling at that time, because I couldn't actually speak a lot of the time. I was that unwell. But the process of making the photos was really healing for me. And now talking about like the power of print and the importance of print, I've got a book of my whole pregnancy from pregnancy test to birth, all collated in one book. 
and even though the pictures are really sometimes difficult to look at it's so important that I've got them because it is a slice of your life and you do go back to that time and even though that time was hard it was still like my time and it's really important for your family history your social history to document that especially if you're a photographer if you're a photographer you've got all the kit You've got everything sitting on your shelf. You've got a studio. You need to make sure that you take that camera home, record your family and print it because they change so quick and you forget yeah. so much. I really feel that. Like for me, like my um, my photography, I love it so much, but because I'm so busy all the time, like it's a job. So when I like want to go on holiday, I will take my camera with me and I'll make like videos, but I'll do a lot of it on my phone as well and then put it all together. Like I do like basically holiday films <laughs> and yeah. um, I love them. I put them to music and they're just little snippets of the whole thing. They're not like, it's not boring because they this, their little clips only last like a couple of seconds here, there. And you just get this whole thing of what happened on the holiday. Now photos, I won't usually take I will take my camera, but I won't take a lot of photos on my actual camera because I'm just like, oh, like for me, I'm just like, I just want to relax. I don't want to be doing yeah. that. I just want to do it on my cat on my phone. But you know, like the video side of it is something that I absolutely love, and because that isn't really a lot of, it doesn't make up a lot of the business side of my work. It doesn't make mm-hmm. up a lot of the stuff that I get paid for. So when I do the videos, they are for me. Like that's like a bit of my hobby almost. It you feels know? different. It feels yeah. Different. So it gets a bit more exciting, and then I love to watch them back. Like so, yeah. It's so crazy, isn't it? I mean, do you know what I love about you is that the photographs that you take um, and that you create, sorry, are just so incredibly personal, and they're like when I look at them, it's like a real, true, unedited storytelling you know like we see like so many images and they're taking the studio and we like airbrushing people and liquefying Mm -hmm. people and doing all this stuff but you what you do and you do it so impeccably well you just don't see that much of that in the industry and and I love it and I feel like I've taken so much from your work um personally because it's made me really you know not care about things on my body so much anymore and you know just kind of showing people oh yeah I got bad skin but that doesn't make me worth any less than what I am like just because I got a few spots on my face like and I think it's really really healthy to kind of show people exactly what you are and who you are and because you know we have this thing on social media where we all edit our photos and we do this and we do that and then oh my god can you imagine like how traumatizing that is if someone saw you in real life oh like how terrible like it's so scary so for me like I've started like really showing people exactly what I look like like oh well I've got a role and you know what's really helped me doing these fitness zooms because I cannot hide anything from me <laughs> watching me on these fitness zooms like I can't I can't hide that I've got fat on my body like yeah I look good but I've still got fat on my body I still have rolls like I still have cellulite but I'm really not that bothered anymore I'm like oh well move on but yeah so your photos like really they they make me feel so many emotions when looking at them so I wanted to actually ask you do you ever like plan your sessions or do you just kind of show up and then just go with whatever you feel like yeah so with regards to clients it is a hundred percent roll with it on what's going down yeah um there's no planning I don't the I have a client guide which I sent which I, which I do send out and it really just goes through about being relaxed being you and making sure that you wear clothes that you normally wear I'm really passionate yeah, about yeah, that yeah. 
I'm really pa I'm passionate about capturing people wearing the clothes that they love, putting children in their favourite clothes, clothes that mean something to them. Because I think for me, looking back at pictures of my childhood and seeing me in like my favourite pair of jeans when I was 10, I absolutely love that because I remember them and I remember how much I loved wearing them. So that's really important. And I don't, I don't prep in any other way. I may, I may say to families like, do your normal thing. Maybe you do this or this or this on a Sunday. I'll come with you. Maybe you'll go to the park. I'll come with you. Maybe we'll go to the beach. I've done a couple of beach shoots. Um, I've done a shoot where um, a family um, lived fairly close to their grandparents. So that we ended up, I ended up shooting them and then going to their grandparents' house and following them. So it's very much you do your normal thing and then I'll just come along. And it's been, it's, it's a really liberating way because I haven't got to worry about anything else. I haven't got to worry about makeup or hair or styling the parents or children. It takes that all away from me and it's really liberating and it's really lovely just to see people be them. I love that so much. I really, really love it. And it's just that kind of different um, style that is just so amazing. You know, like we literally, I think me and you are like pretty much the complete different ends of the spectrum. Like I'm like studio, like I do Photoshop and I do this and I do that. And I, I literally pose people down to them being contortionists. <laughs> and like, you are just not like that at all. You just want to see people in their natural habitats and how they just, sit like that and I, I absolutely fucking love it but so. I've always said that there is no there is no don, dominant genre of photography everything's important and I think the port the important thing for me is that my photo albums within my family are completely balanced so they've got pictures of their mum looking really lovely in a boudoir shoot, all glamorous and lovely, and her skin's nice, and she's in yeah, lovely yeah. poses. But equally next to that, she's got pictures of mum just after having a baby, looking like she's falling down the stairs, like real life. <laughs> it's absolutely like from one end to the other in my family. Yeah, album. yeah. But I think I that's really that. important because it's there's nothing, there is absolutely nothing wrong with having a really beautiful, highly polished photograph of your family. But what is damaging, I think, is if you aren't waiting that out with the honest because yeah, we live in such an Instagram perfection world that we... God, yeah. We're really in danger of falling down a trap, only making pictures that fit the grid, only sharing pictures that fit the grid. And essentially, never sharing anything that's honest and never printing anything that's honest. And for me, the thought of becoming like maybe elderly and maybe losing my memory even and not being able to look back and really see how my life was visually really frightens me. So that's why yeah. I print so much of my work. Or well, I print every, every work. If I edit it, it's worthy of a print. I love every single image that I make because it takes me back to that time and it takes me back to how my children were at that time. Because children grow quick and you forget, you forget the little things that they do. So if you've got it visually there, it never really dies and it never really ends. And for me, my work is kind of about love, I would say. It's yeah, I would definitely say that as well, looking at it it's just it's it's a love it's just visual love letters which i take for my family 
to show them how much I love them because I think sometimes it's difficult to say how much you love somebody and I know that I tell my children that I love them every single day and it just becomes almost of a word that they used to hear in but I think that and I hope that when they go through the albums and they sit in the living room my living room's full of pictures and they can look on the walls and then they can see how much I do love them because I love them if their hair's a mess or and I love them if they've got nice clothes I don't favour them on how they look. Every every face they pull and every dirty fingernail is worthy of a picture for, for I me. love that so much. I just love seeing that love and that real connection between people and just making it immortal in the album. Yes, Keeping it there I forever. love that. Yeah. I love that. And you know what? Your self-portraits are amazing. I really wanted to touch oh. on this today, um, especially the one, uh, your status is, oh my God, on Facebook, I, I crack up. <laughs> and saying crack as well, it reminds me of when you said that, like, what little petal fell from your bum crack onto the, <laughs> honestly, I can't even cope with your status sometimes, but I know it's something that you really enjoy and you really empower other women to see themselves as, as worth something, no matter what they look like. And in your world, in your photography world, every role, every stretch mark, every flaw, apparent flaw, I always say apparent flaw because a lot of the time they're not flaws, everything like that is celebrated. And that is so often not the case in this world. And I think it's so important for people to love themselves. And, you know, you're such a huge advocate for it. And so is that a message you try and convey through your selfies as well? Like, is that something that's quite important to you? You know, I'm going to be really honest. Uh, And I know that I don't fit the normal, what I would say, woman in this sense. But I have never been body conscious, ever. That's amazing. I've always grown up from, I, I can't remember a time, and this is really, really honest. I can't remember a time where I've worried about what my body has looked like. And I know that, I guess, and I, I, I know that it's a, that is a massive positive, especially in this world. But from for photography aside, there has never been a time that I haven't gone to the splash pool with my children and wore a bikini in the summer. And there's never a time that I haven't worn shorts. And there's never a time that I haven't put on a swimsuit and run around in the garden or wore a dress to go out. I've never worried about my physical appearance because I guess that I'm really confident in that sense of who I am. And I've always celebrated what I look like because I just think to myself, my family love me. They love me for what I look like. And if I lost loads of weight or if I radically transformed my body, they wouldn't love me anymore. And as long as I'm healthy and I'm looking after myself, I'm just going to celebrate who I am. Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah, so for me, the self-portraits was something which kind of fell in naturally into the albums because my husband isn't a photographer at all. So he's got better as the years have gone on. But (laughs) he doesn't doesn't reach for a camera and there's very few images of me. So as photographers, we all have the ability to take our own photographs with the equipment that we've got. So I didn't want to become the invisible mother in the albums. So I started actively taking portraits with my children and on my own as well making sure that when the children are looking through the albums that I'm included as well. I did not want there to be massive years or months gaps where their mum wasn't printed. And I absolutely love self-portraits. Obviously I shoot in a documentary approach, but with self-portraits, you can't be a 
can't really 100% be documentary because there yeah, is you do element. have to plan it to a certain extent there don't you exactly <laughs> there's an element of planning and setting yeah, up yeah. Um, you can still be honest within the frames but yeah there is that more of that in that pre-idea of what you want to get but I really really enjoy it and I really love coming up with ideas on how I want to show myself and also leave pictures to my children as well um, but at the moment I've been really pushing myself so I've been doing a self-portrait challenge which I've set myself to at least one a week for the whole year. I want to take That's amazing. I want to take one and it's really been interesting for me to really like I guess see me in a sense that yeah, yeah. you're only sometimes really used to seeing you in pictures that maybe other people take or the selfies that you may like take on your phone or you don't really look at yourself. And I think with a self-portrait it opens up being able to like really dig deep and think about who you are and your personality and and what you want to convey to others as well and like I said before sometimes you can't always do that verbally so for me being able to take a picture I can sort of say to others like this is how I'm feeling and and do that visually yeah I l- absolutely love it and you've recently just gone on your own weight loss journey as well haven't you just not because you're Gosh. trying to do it physically you're doing it for your mental health and you're doing it to be healthier you know just in the whole thing healthier and because you're such yeah. a big believer of embracing your body and you know like embracing other people's bodies no matter what size or shape have you had any hate from it because you're such a big advocate aren't you of like of you know any shape and size has anyone like given you a bit of trouble from it and not really understood why you've gone on that journey because it's so much more than aesthetic you know like my my own personal fitness journey has been so much more about um actually being healthier and being able to watch my kids Mm -hmm. grow up and you know living longer and doing it for my mental health and having that adrenaline and having those endorphins but when people look at you they think that you're doing it just to be thinner and that means that they have no patience with their own journeys and things like that so for me um people have thought that I've only done it so I can be more pleasing to the eye but it isn't all about that yes it has positives yes it makes you feel more confident sometimes but actually I know that you are the same you have really really done it to be healthier so I just wondered like because you're because of how you photograph has has anyone really not understood why you've done it and given you a bit of hate for it do you know I wouldn't say that I've had hate and I wouldn't say that I've had any really negative bad experiences from it I've had a few comments but I think if you really knew me you would know that me kind of readdressing my health has nothing hadn't had nothing to do with weight and body shape so when I was pregnant with Nelly I was so poorly um like off the scale so so unwell and it felt I felt well I had extreme sickness with her to the point where I was sick every single day and it was just it was horrendous but I also had gestational diabetes with her and I've got a really big gap between my daughter and my son for the reason is that when my son was born he got taken into special baby care he was really really big he stopped breathing there was loads of complications and on hindsight he had gestate I had gestational diabetes with him as well so when you have gestational diabetes in your pregnancy within the first five years you've got like a whopping 60 percent chance of of getting it like type two and it really frightened it really frightened me 
and because I had such a bad time um, pregnant it really knocked my mental health and it really took it took a lot out of me it took a lot of my creativity away in the sense that I just didn't have that much motivation to do anything and even after she was born I felt like it took me a good like four or five months to recoup which just so happens that when I started to recoup lockdown came in so it's been like a massive whammy on that sense so when lockdown did come like hit and I sort of found myself at home with her and I started to feel better I sort of said to myself like it's now that I've kind of got to take my health seriously because the chance of me becoming a type 2 diabetic is really really high having two gestational diabetes uh, babies and one of them being really poorly as well so I just made really small changes um, I didn't actively diet um, I'm, I've always been like really um, energetic and hyperactive so yeah. I, I love walking absolutely love walking I could walk for hours and hours every day um, but the pregnancy really took it out of me I, I did honestly lay down for nine months I didn't move so I had to build up wow, my that fitness must have been again. so hard so it was hard. really hard and if I'm really can't honest, even imagine 17 months now and if I'm really honest there is still trauma there um, I'm not surprised. It, I am yeah, not it was, surprised. And I don't think that there's a lot of understanding for how traumatic a bad pregnancy can be because there is that emphasis on, well, the baby's healthy and it's all over now, but it kind of doesn't leave you. So Nobody when asks how you are, though, do they? It's always no, like, and no. I know that obviously our kids are always the most important thing to us, but actually we matter as well. And if we aren't happy, then the kids aren't happy. Like, it's just like a knock-on effect. Like, That's you it. really have to kind of, you know, sort yourself out first because then the kids will just be happy then, you know? Yeah, and it, and it really, it really deep down frightened me after she was here because I was so poorly and I ended up, um just feeling absolutely awful um still after she was born I still didn't feel a hundred percent and I really just thought you know what it's now or never it's locked down there's nothing to do I'm just going to up my fitness going to go out for like my daily walk every day build it back up get back out in the garden play with the children and just look after myself I made really small food health choices and I I lost I did lose a lot of weight um but I did, I did gain quite a lot of weight. <laughs> so it, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I was skinny or thin by any far, but I'm healthy. And yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't look in the mirror and see that I, I don't feel any better from when I was heavier, but I feel yeah. better inside. And I feel better knowing that I've made really positive changes to my health for my children. So I want to be there for them. I don't, I don't yeah. want to, I don't ever want to be that poorly again. So, no, definitely yeah. not. And you being the healthiest person you can be, the healthiest version of yourself is, you know, going to stop things coming to you. I mean, even like with COVID, for example, like if you are a healthier person, there is a lot less chance of it affecting you. And, yeah, definitely. You know, like that's why you know, then, something like that is so important. And I know a lot of mums who have um, extreme sickness in their pregnancy become really really unwell and even though I didn't gain any weight because I was so sick I ended up gaining a lot of weight at the end of my pregnancy yeah and then then I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes then and I was so poorly with that as well with blood sugars that I couldn't control and I just felt rotten and I just thought you know what I don't ever want to go back there I don't ever want to feel like that again if it's something that I can control and it's something that I can look after 
I'm just I'm gonna keep an eye on it and I have and um, it's, it's, tra it's changed it's definitely changed my outlook in the sense that I just I'm very aware that I'm not getting any younger and I want I need to make sure that I'm here for the kids as long as I can and I'm gonna just be the healthiest version of me yeah, I think that's just so amazing. And it's so inspirational to hear as well, because so many people like want to get fitter and want to lose weight so they can look better. And I'm not judging them at all because I was exactly the same. And I think that when you start, like if that's your motivation, that's fine. But at some point, that is not going to be your motivation anymore because you're going to get to the point where I was this time last year. You're going to be in size 10 jeans or whatever, and you're going to feel really good and look really good. It has to end somewhere. And it doesn't mean that you have to stop. So like for me, like I'm not going to stop working out because I've now reached my goal. I'm going to continue working yeah. out. And yes, it's going to make me strong. Like I want to get strong. Like I want to be strong. Like there's nothing more empowering um, for me than lifting heavy weights. Like I say all the time on my podcast, when I go to the gym and I can lift heavy weights and I get stronger, I'm just like, yes, I can fucking do anything like I love it but yeah I'm going to look better in the mirror but there's always going to be things that I don't really like about my body but I am trying to try and change my mindset and yeah. try to look at it more like look at how good your body is stop focusing on all the negative stuff because I've had this conversation so many times over the last few weeks if we focused on the positive things about us we would be so happy because all we do in this life is drag ourselves down constantly and drag other people down and it's just so frustrating that we feel like that and the media and advertising and all this stuff is all there to bring you up and then drag you back down again oh buy this product and you won't be ugly anymore buy this and your skin won't be bad anymore for fuck's sake just leave it alone leave it alone yeah. like you're good enough as you are like yes you should be healthier like I'm not gonna lie people should be healthier I should be healthier I drink every night near enough I'm not gonna lie it's my little uh <laughs> tipple at night I like my little cider at night but you know there's all things that we could be doing to make ourselves healthier and that's going to just do an give an amazing example to our kids and like this is why when people say to me oh I don't have time to exercise because of my kids do it when they're with you just do it while they're running around you so what you can't do it as good you might not you might you know have to stop in the middle and things like that but that's okay because my kids know that I have to work out they're like oh you like Nico's like oh you gotta do your workout now mommy I'm like yeah and he's like okay I'm gonna do my exercise too because exercise is so important, whether that's going for a walk, a run, a bike ride, weight training, going to the gym, like whatever you want to do, you have to do something and get up and get going because it's so important for your insides. <laughs> and then once it you is. do it, you feel better on the outside, you feel better on the inside, you give out more positive energy, everyone else feels more positive, and you're just like, spreading the joy I'm using my <laughs> hands so much but it's so true and it, it, there's just so many benefits for it and yeah like as I said like one day you're not going to lose any more pounds on the scales so if people are trying to do it to step on the scales and see these pounds going down it's going to stop okay I haven't lost a pound on the scale for a year and I still work out five to six times a week I've never I've never I will say that I've never worried about what I weigh never worried about what I look like I've never worried about if I've got a big belly or wobbly thighs. Yeah. Ever. Never. Ever, ever, never, ever worried about that. I've always been happy in in myself and my body. Always. And I know that's a rare thing. And I think I just feel really content on who I am. And But for me, it's just making sure that you feel 
that you feel good. And I think because I felt so poorly for so long, it's just nice to feel better. Um, definitely, but, definitely. And, but, but my kids love me whatever I look like. And I think that's the most important thing. And especially when it comes to my photography, I need to make sure that there's all different mums, their mum in them pictures on what, what mum looks like. And I'm there and I'm represented honest in them albums. There isn't enough representation in the world. And like, I know that um, advertising companies and models and things like that, they can't represent absolutely every single person in one campaign. Um, but they, I think, I think they are trying to be more diverse. But, you know, as women, we need to see people that are like us. So we know that we are normal. And like, for me, for example, I would say that I am a pretty normal, I mean, I'm, I don't know, like I can see a bit of definition in my stomach now, which isn't going to go any farther because I eat way too much bread and drink too much cider, but I'm never giving that up ever. I would much rather drink cider than have abs. Absolutely fine by me. That's something I've accepted. But for me, like when I bend over, I still have rolls. You know, I still have cellulite. My bum is not perfect, but you know, like as in what people think is perfect, but I'm okay with that now. Like I'm okay. Like, and I think that suddenly trying to change your mindset and I think it's definitely down to like images that you create for example it makes you start thinking people are gonna love me anyway so what are we trying to do if you're not doing it for yourself who the hell are you doing it for because who cares what they think who cares let's just try and be more positive about all bodies like I completely yeah, agree with you I will say as well that I don't make pictures for anybody else other than my family like per the personal photographs so like my ins my uh my instagram or the blogs that i write i only probably share 10 percent of all the photographs that i ever take online yeah yeah I, i'm really really passionate about photographing my own family for my own family not making pictures for anybody else obviously i like sharing my work like all photographers do but i don't share everything because some things are private as well. And I think that's really important if we are making pictures to share for others, we can become more self-aware of maybe of what we look like and sharing yeah, self-portraits yeah. and sharing pictures of ourselves is really scary and it's really hard putting it out there. But I think if you're predominantly making work for yourself and for your family, you can be much more honest and you haven't got to worry about, I guess, likes and things like that which personally mm, yeah. I, don't, I don't really fall into that trap I make work for me I share it if it gets likes it gets likes if people don't like it they don't like it I don't love it any less because I still love the people in the frames yeah, so I think the key thing is is making the work for you being honest with how you represent yourself in them frames printing them so you can share them with your family throughout the years and enjoying the pictures that you make and enjoying that the work that you make and enjoying who you are because if you don't celebrate yourself no one else will it's exactly what I say to my my students I'm like if you cannot empower yourself how can you empower someone else if you don't love yourself it's very hard to love someone else if you know if you don't celebrate yourself no one else will no exactly. I completely agree and there's a real real fine line between being humble and being negative and it drives me insane you know like I've always been told my whole life like always be humble always thank people like you know and by my mom and and I really really do do that like I'm always so appreciative of people's comments and you know when people say this and that I'm always so thankful and sometimes I can't believe it but you know I'll never be negative on it and say no it doesn't or 
no no I don't actually I don't look nice in that if they've said I have you know like because Mm -hmm. then you start believing what you're then putting out to the world and you know it's it's just so incredible and honestly your photography is just it is outstanding it really moves me and I think that a lot of people would definitely feel the same so I just wanted to wrap it up um if there's someone out there now that's like really not coping um, I know the pandemic has been really hard, but like people have been really struggling. But if somebody's looking in the mirror and all they can feel is disappointment, hate towards themselves and just can't really seem to get over the fact that like almost like no one can love them because they don't love themselves. What advice could you give to that person? Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know. I guess from speaking as someone who is an artist that has gone through a period of their time that has been really difficult is for me it was just take each day as it came be honest be honest with your emotions and how you're feeling for me it was visually documenting them in my photography to help come through the other side um and just and just be honest speak to other people speak to your family speak to the people that you really love and if they're a photographer as well, use your, use your medium that you've got to get you through. So for me, my photography became a massive part of 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 telling people how I was. Yeah, definitely. You know what? Can I just say, you know that self-portrait you did for your birthday with yes. the candle? Yeah. That is one of the most fantastic things I have ever seen. <laughs> and like... Honestly, sometimes I'm just like, how the hell did you think of that? Like, I mean, and then you put flowers in your bomb crack and made it look incredible in the porch. And then you had a funny (laughs) story about it that someone saw your vagina over the road. I mean, I just bloody love it. Everything you share, I'm in love with. I love how you just take things that you're not bothered about if anyone else likes, but you love it. So that's all that matters. And I just think you're so inspiring and people should definitely check you out if they haven't already. I'll put all the details on the podcast, but thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to say that you want to add before we leave? No, that's it. Just thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. And that was Kyra Mew. Bye. Bye.